welcome back to episode 2 of My Legend. My name is Shantiri Malya and with each episode of My Legend the film podcast I will be bringing in a cinephile who will be sharing his or her tastes in film music and bring back various references to influences of film music and cinema in their lives. Joining me on this edition of My Legend is Vasudev Murthy. Vasudev Murthy or Vasu as he is popularly known as is the CEO of Focal Concepts a management consulting company. Vasu is also an accomplished musician, a trained violinist, a published author whose books have been picked up by some of the leading publishing houses in this country, Rupa and Harper Collins to name a few. It would be interesting to pick Vasu's brain today on my legend to understand his tastes in classical music and how these tastes have influenced some of his film references as well. Welcome Vasu and we will hear more from you. Thank you for joining me on my legend. Hi Shantri, uh, thank you so much. It was an absolute privilege to be uh, be on the show. I look forward to it. Great. So let me start off with asking you, uh, you know, uh, my first question. Vasu, uh, what were your earliest memories of anything to do with music? And as you know, this is a country that's primarily obsessed with film music. So is there a correlation between music and film music in your early memories? Okay, so the 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 answer to that uh, maybe has to be a couple of parts. Because the first thing you said, what was my uh, introduction to music? Or some such question. Well, of course, uh, I was very fortunate that uh, you know I kind of grew up in the lap of my mother. I used to sing a lot. I mean, through the day, every day she used to uh, uh, sing and practice and so on. I grew I grew up in Delhi, and my mother, uh, you know, she used to learn the veena and she was a vocalist and so on. So even as a, as an infant, my earliest memories have always been about. Uh, someone singing or playing the veena and so on so it was it was something that yeah, i guess uh, i absorbed all right so remember we talking about the 60s i'm obviously much older than you are so in that time they weren't it wasn't really something i was a very young so we didn't really go to movies cinema halls in delhi at least as i recall uh, and therefore uh, you know we were, we are our introduction to film music in particular since she asked uh, had to do with what we could hear on the radio oh. right So Akashwani and uh, Radio Ceylon, or whatever it was that my sisters used to be playing, um, that's how we used to um, pick up. This is a um, music. And my mother, of course, used to hum some songs and so on. And my sisters were also quite accomplished. They used to sing all the time. Of course, uh, being 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 very young, I think I do remember my 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 parents perhaps did take me to some uh, some uh, films to see. In the late uh, in the in the 75 or 76, I recall. Going to uh, to see with my parents on a very rare occasion. My parents took me a very beautiful uh, uh, Telugu movie called Tyagaya. Okay, of course, Tyagaraja uh, was known in my family because of from my compositions my mother used to sing. But this was all about his life and so on. So that was a very powerful all music kind of a movie. Uh, I noted pretty much that you know Talat Mahmood is one of your favorites. You you even yes, sing yes, his yes. number. So by virtue of being a violinist and instrumentalist, you also have a strong, a fairly strong vocal base, which you know comes from the fact that you are trained in uh, an instrument. So uh, what 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 really is what attracts you when it comes to your choice of playback singers in film music? 
Um, okay, to answer that question, uh, the thing is, as I said, the classical, the fun of, of learning classical music, that you know, anything that you listen to, anything, I'm talking any melody, you immediately, as a parallel stream, you translate that into the notes. Okay, it's like imagine, imagine a kind of a table. On the left hand side are the words of the song or the melody. Correct. On the right hand side are the sargam, if you know what I mean, right? The, the sargam or kapisa, whatever the combination is. Like the seven notes. But, but yeah, at a particular stage, what happens is this translation is automatic. You know, it's instinctive. It just, just happens, right? But obviously, that requires the, the fact that you know you're constantly at it, always listening, you're practicing. So then, after a while, it becomes second nature. It's difficult to explain this to people. But when we hear, I guess, people who have had the good fortune of being trained like this, when we hear music, of course, we we like it and we know what it is. But we hear the sargam, in other words, the the, the notes. Okay. Whereas people may hear only sounds. I, I don't mean to make it make it sound uh, you know very eclectic or anything like that. But I'm just saying that translation process is happening automatically, which means therefore that from there to uh, you know finding out what are the possible drugs that this is uh, going to happen, what are the rules that are being played in this melody, which then equates to a particular raga, whether it could be Bhim Palas or it could be Yaman or it could be Bhairavi or you know any number of them. But that is that used to be a constant challenge. So to ask to answer your question, which is uh, since unfortunately my my taste of classical music tends to be on the more uh, shall we say um, not depressing, but I'm I'm generally inclined to play somewhat more subdued or melancholic kind of you know uh, rags or tunes. You know I like I like to do that. Like, a lot of time playing in the lower uh, lower octave or, or things like that. Very slow music that that appeals to me. I'm really not a guy who's jumping up and down and playing fast stuff at the, the, the upper upper octaves. So therefore, uh, you know, if they're going to ask the Palat, Palat Mahmood, you know, his songs are uh, tend to be uh, fairly melancholic, you know, uh, and and his voice is something which I certainly like. And there's a huge, strong classical base. It's pure, beautiful Markov, sung incredibly well. Okay, I take that as, as, as a, a singer's challenge. If he can pull it off, you know, he has got it because first of all, Markov is not everybody's uh, you know, it's not an easy rock. It has a deep, it's very, very complex, not complicated, but it has undertones, philosophical undertones, there's a whole layer of all kinds of things happening there. So, he, that particular piece, I think, in Malkos by Mohamed Rafi, if I remember within Bajju Bhavra, I think this particular movie, Absolutely. Uh, I think, I think stands out as, as one of the most, most beautiful pieces. Can you recall that brilliant symphony of orchestra, you know, amongst your favorites? You know, something that you have not named so far during our conversation now. That one brilliant, yeah, you know, you know? Yeah, this is, this, is, this is funny because at first sight it went on, might not even look like a classical piece. Okay, and you may say this is actually a foot-tapping number. And I played the violin for this. Okay, so it was a movie, I can't remember the movie now, but you may remember. The song was Yamma Yamma. Oh, remember? of course. Okay. <laughs> huh? Yes, really, really good. Right? And yes, yes. Yes. I, which movie was it? Do you remember the movie? I, I if I'm not mistaken, it's from Shan. <laughs> Maybe Shan. I think absolutely right. right. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, so you play that and you listen to it and you say, what's the big big classical stuff there? 
actually there is there's plenty of stuff happening out there it just happens to be of a very vigorous uh, kind of a uh, melody and so on and in that that particular piece which i had once trained with a whole bunch of other uh, musicians in fact we had about 15 people there that and those were years back wow interesting i was the one hmm. yes yes i i was a violinist okay so i uh, i was a violinist and then there was um, uh, there was a, there was a what is called hawaiian guitar so hawaiian guitar was guy was playing who was playing the main piece which was that you know the, the basic tune which was yamma yamma huh? but uh, i was playing all these uh, interludes which are which many of them are based on the violin and then also while the main piece was going on there were all these sub tunes or tunes where where which were muted but it was happening now if you remove them all of a sudden you, you sense a huge emptiness okay and that tells you so so the, the guy who 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 made me aware of this uh, uh, a good friend of mine deepak patankar so he he would he, he would explain it to the main musician to get the hawaiian guitar what to play and i would be have, i would he would point to me and say play that play that uh, tune so that the tune that i would play would not be the same that the, the main main guy was playing but it was complimentary it was adding to the beauty of it, it was embellishing it you understand no wow. that's that's a lot of sophisticated stuff happening out there you know that's that's an example of that wow. i just give you one example so there will be many more things that are if you listen to old recordings but this time try to listen with another another, another level of uh, of intent I met Manna Day. You may even remember that Manna Day actually spent the last few years of his life in Bangalore. Correct. Right? So Did you know? Yeah. And then he kind of died there, and the whole thing. Uh, so I, I met him in Bangalore. In fact, I specifically on a couple of occasions I met him. I mean, obviously, I was just a fan. There was one. Uh, so that's him. Uh, I have uh, met uh, Salil Chaudhary, and I have met after uh, Ravi Shankar. I met. I met all four or five musicians. My own teacher was uh, was fairly eminent, but he never played for the movies. Uh, he was funded by Jio who passed away about 17 years ago mm-hmm. his brother the poet sentry was one of those violinists a playback violinist if i remember correctly uh, you know which we were talking about the people in the orchestra used to play at the back correct uh, you know uh, part of the orchestra his brother was one such person sorry his name i i don't remember some joke i can't recall okay but my my teacher's name was pandit vij jio vishnu govind jio Okay, you are very very brilliant man. Mm-hmm. And of course, I met the Bajaj brothers. And I know the, I used to know the Gundesha brothers personally quite well. Hmm. Is there any younger crop of musicians uh, in the film industry over the last decade that you thought okay continues to carry on some semblance of that tradition? Is there someone whom you would like cherry pick and say okay this person been composing something that remotely you know gives that ray of hope for you know music to continue to remain rich in in cinema in across any language. Okay. Okay. So see, the thing is, um, this innovation, uh, like I said, from the early 80s to this point, especially with the advent of um, electronic and computerized music and so on, yeah, 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 has, on the one hand, affected uh, the classical uh, ethos. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, remember the older, you know, older that at a particular point in time, all these beautiful old songs were composed. We had people who with instruments most and they were playing those instruments they were like the violin sarangi tabla and there was no there was nothing, no, nothing computerized now then a whole wave has come that people have gotten used to computerized music 
and and strange strange beats strange sounds and you can you can immediately make out the digital they are not authentic of course getting better and better but a human being has not actually produced it it has been through 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 computerization now so that on the one hand sad because it has it means that i, I presume a lot of um, you know traditional music musicians have been put to pasture because you know they have not been able to get gainful work and i know there used to be you know literally busloads of violinists and so on for who used to just be doing this background music they probably don't need they're not around anymore and i i imagine i'm hand that's just true uh, and there is a whole new form of strange sounds uh, you know uh, things have started coming up so therefore it it is good in the sense that innovation and people are able to, to do old and more interesting highly complex music but at the same time my my deep regret is that uh, the classical thing has been diluted and nobody really thinking about um, how how beautiful it might be to have uh, classical based songs today okay uh, having said that i think uh, i have heard that uh, young lady shreya ghoshal very well quite a few times i think she she definitely has a background which is why she she she's so very good mm-hmm. but unfortunately you know i'm i'm not able to actually even give the name of a single singer or or, or composer who i think is is just fascinates me in the, in the, in the regard to the classical uh, application of classical music principles that's what i mean so i have not not lately heard anything which is uh, you know made me sit up and say wow this is you know one heck of a piece your writings i mean you've written about a number of uh, you know things i mean i i for a fact i'm aware of that and i've read a couple of your books as well where specifically has music played this big role in and in which books of yours okay So you know it's, it's a beautiful question, and uh, the thing is, if, if music is so intrinsic to one's being, then it's bound to show up in practically everything you do. And obviously, writing being another, you know, something uh, an obsession of mine. So uh, my first book uh, was called What the Rags Told Me. Okay, again, repeat. It's called What the Rags Told Me. It was published by Rupa about 15 or 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the the, uh, the motivation, the stimulus for that actually was another book which I'm reading by Kumar Singh Tharwa. So you, you obviously have heard of him, Kumar. Oh, very great. Now he wrote two volumes of his compositions in various styles, and it so happened that I was reading one of them while while on a train journey from Chennai to uh, to Bangalore, and I was so completely taken by 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 the beauty of his music that I was actually motivated to. I, I mean, in the sense, it felt like some something was talking to me literally, and so therefore I uh, and I also like music in various languages. Music is very contemplative, and you know there's a whole story telling over there. It's a fascinating. Anyway, put together, I started writing this book. Um, I wrote uh, uh, this entire book on 22 different rags. In this, um, the, the protagonist, I write in the first person. The protagonist, uh, you know, he's meditating, um, and uh, so during the medit- meditation, uh, you know, uh, he adds a tantra to his, uh, uh, his meditation, meditative inquiry. And in the process, about 22, the the dogs come come to him in the esoteric personification at different parts of his life, and he explains to him why they are relevant to his state of life at the moment. Subsequently, of course, written book on short stories. In that, about 30 of them, I think at least 15 or 18 of them have some form of music, uh, either the casualization or either the music, or there's some talk about musical instruments. And my other books. Which is um, about Sherlock Holmes, and both those books, uh, music is very really deeply, uh, you know, I won't say part of the plot, but it, it certainly adds to the motif in many ways. Because Sherlock Holmes is a popular violinist, of course, 
then the places he goes to, whether it's Japan or India or Timbuktu or North Africa, I, I make sure that I, I leave a name. So it's not that it is something that I just uh, find, you know, uh, I won't say easy to do either, but it's something that is necessary for me because that's, that's part of me. Do you have any closing remarks or a message to, you know, to, to pass off with uh, to our listeners here, Vacho? Yeah. Yeah, I certainly do. It's nice of you to ask me. Now, uh, one thing you want to say is, you know, uh, this is a theory and I can't prove it. But when we say we're Indian, you know, there's something at a deep, deep level where our music uh, defines it for us. Okay. So uh, when we listen to certain pieces of music or whatever, it is, we respond to it in certain ways. Um, our music is the thing that makes us Indian. You know, the kind of tune. Uh, different rags, the folk music of India and so on. It is woven into our very essence. That's the first thing I want to say. Uh, we need to acknowledge it. Second is, uh, especially now since everything is suddenly moved, moved into low gear, right? I would want everyone to explore this dimension of life, which is of understanding our classical music. And for that, I want to give you a tiny anecdote. Um, many years ago, um, I was uh, I was young and arrogant. Now I'm older and arrogant. <laughs> but I was uh, at that particular time. I had gone to visit my my teacher in Calcutta. I was in, I was living in the United States then, and then I had come down because he said come and you know, spend two three weeks together. So I was very thrilled, and I came 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 to Calcutta and I was uh, used to learn learn in his house. I sit in a corner and I used to keep you know, practicing the compositions that he had given me. I noticed uh, at one corner of the uh, room. He was a very elderly gentleman who also was playing, and he was playing quite badly. Okay, he he was just he was just a beginner. I mean, previously said when you're when you're a beginner, you're going to sound terrible, right? Okay. And uh, and and me being young and arrogant, I said, what the hell? Why is this guy doing this at his age? Blah blah blah. Now, in hindsight, I realized that you know there are a lot of unfulfilled uh, desires people have, especially with regard to music. Okay, so that chat, that gentleman, he he told me. Uh, I finally spoke to him. He said all his life he had wanted to fulfill his desire to learn music for me in some way, but circumstances always prevented him. Either he didn't have a supportive supportive family earlier, or it happened that you know he was busy with his business, and then uh, then there was a whole phase where you say you know at this age can I start music? You know a lot of people uh, talk to, talk to, talk to themselves like that. Can they convince themselves that they don't they can't do it? You know. I'm not flexible. I don't understand how they look. You know, younger kids than me can do stuff. So I don't think um, you know. Uh, so those are those are frankly invalid arguments. And therefore, if if you really have had this old uh, desire to learn some music, uh, you know, and make sense out of it, then if you ask me, this is absolutely the right time in in the probably in the history of mankind or whatever you want to say that everyone has slowed down. We all slowed down, and therefore, if we have slowed down and people are doing stuff on Zoom. Or, or whatever it is, then I, I would encourage everyone to find a teacher and uh, and learn some learn some some music from from, from whoever is willing to teach you. And like I said, I'm doing it right now with a number of people who are in their 40s and 50s. You know, they want to learn and, and find a sense of fulfillment. That oh, so this is what it is about. Of course, can they? Maybe they're not interested in careers as a musician. You know, that that's actually that's even more fulfilling. You're learning something for its own sake. It, it really uh, makes it makes it so much better. What do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, you just hit the nail on the head. A beautiful message, uh, Vasu. And uh, thank you. Shantari. Thank you.
so much for joining um, uh, me on uh, my legend wishing you more creative uh, uh, collaborations more writing more music coming from you write it down spread the word spread more love and uh, find more therapeutic tools for all of us including the animals that you so generously house so that was vasudev murthy joining me on my legend uh, do listen and given your feedback thank you so much Thank you.